Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and welcome to Food for Thought. A podcast gab fest for in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <laughs> identity, Woo! culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. A thought in the hand is worth two in the tush. Oh my god! <laughs> How? You're mine. Oh, thank you. I am Tommy Teves Pico, an indigenous American poet, screenwriter, and I am the hoe in your area code. Ow. <laughs> I'm Fran. I'm a writer, editor, and I'm on a little bit of a slut bender right now. Yeah. Yes. I'm so proud of you. I don't know uh, how I'll be when this episode is actually released, but right now <laughs> it's it's going fine. Yeah, Good. you're you're the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> <laughs> or did the camel break my I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and frankly, two in the tush is my entire sexuality. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No! It, 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 it fully is homosexuality. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater, and I just have to be honest and confess that my penchant for broy white boys with one oh, name... God, Syllable oh, no. first names got to me again in Maine this oh, weekend no. at a wedding. Wait, what was the on, name? There, there was sex on the beach. What, oh, yeah. there, what was the was... one syllable name? Nick. Oh, oh God. Nick. No, now, it needs to be addressed like you just tweeted, I'm done with white boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> producer oh. Alex yeah, is calling is, out Dennis on true. tweeting that is since true. this hookup that they were done with white so boys. So if you're not up to date, oh no, let's be clear. I tweeted, I sent that tweet like before, an hour before I met this boy. <laughs> let's be clear. If you're wow. not following what's going on, our producer Alex has just canceled Dennis in real time. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's in what friends are for. Okay, Linda Blair, you need an exorcism. <laughs> I, I, I do. A white boy exorcism. <laughs> we'll put hands on you, don't worry. We got you, baby. Um, so, who's got the menu this week? I do. This week we swipe right on spring because, God, I'm so ready for it. For our second segment, we know what you did last summer, oh. and last fall, and last winter, you little sluts. Ooh. We launch into the future. And we wrap up with just a little word from our beloved listeners. Mm. Take it away. I'm feeling a little peckish. <laughs> I think it's time we start oh the top of the show the way any good top should with a little tease. Our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse your booshes this week, Fran got a little game for you. Mm. That's right. Game game. So it is gangbang our classic uh, in time for the final episode of this season. Swipe right, swipe left. Yeah, y'all know how to play. 
I'm going to list a bunch of things and we are going to either swipe right or swipe left on them. And swiping right is the the mm-hmm, good one, and the swiping left is the mm, no thing. I don't know. You know what? I can go with that. I'm a little full. I don't need any more. Are you ever really full? Though? Email bounce back. <laughs> First up, we have big little eyes. Ooh, swipe right. This oh. is Teebs. Oh my gosh. Yes. So good. Swipe- Swipe right. I love shows about white women doing bad things and uh, and getting in trouble or narrowly evading uh, trouble. There is no better anything than white women getting in trouble. But also, <laughs> yes. it's like one of my favorite things I've ever watched on a screen, hands yeah. down. Like from hands your down. writing perspective, so like it is it's so perfectly written. I had so little yeah. expectation for it. And then I saw yeah. an episode on the plane and I was like, I'm just going to continue to watch all of these. <laughs> yes. I'm in. Yeah. Also, this the prosthetic they used for Alexander Skarsgård's dick, that was everything I needed. I would like to buy that. The size, <laughs> the size of my arm. I would like to see it. And I speaking fully of- believe it's an accurate it's an accurate depiction. Speaking mm, of somebody sure. who is nearly Zoe Kravitz's friend because we go to the same gym, it was good, <laughs> to see my, it's good to see my girl on the screen, on the small screen, on the big screen, whatever screen. If Zoe Kravitz was at my gym, I would change Die. gyms. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. Cannot work out next to you. Goodbye. Uh, Rose Cider. Mm. I swipe left on that. Me too. I do too. I yeah. don't like cider, TBH. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Rosé, but with less alcohol? And yeah. No. More, and sugar. more sugar. Unnecessary. It's more sugar. And it also it is like the most expensive beer at every bar. It'll also be like $14 when mm. all the other beers are 8 And I'm like, why? I also, why? Maybe I also, when you're trying to sober up. Yeah. I feel like it's also... <laughs> it's like Rosé yes, cider to sober up. For the come down. <laughs> I feel like Rosé cider is like America trying to butch up Rosé. Mm. And I'm like, not everything needs a masculine version. This mm. isn't like an old Cider, romantic though? language like the effervescence of cider the effervescence you know this, I mean, this needs fair a little point. bubbles I need but, this to be on bubbles no I don't know I'm not a fan I'm not a fan it tastes bad rosé cider sounds like some fucking pride campaign so next up we have the state of Alabama Oh, swipe left. Mm. Swiping right on all the queers in the state of Alabama. Yeah. And yeah. the women and the marginalized folks as, in Alabama. Um, you know, as a person, I'm from the, the West, but the very, very rural West. So I I can't really swipe left because I know we're those of us who live in New York aren't going to be harmed by what's happening in the state of Alabama. It's actually the folks in Alabama who are going to be harmed and so a huge solidarity hug and if you need money for an abortion or to travel to a place where abortion is more accessible dm us and we will figure that out mm-hmm. i think that is super important right mm-hmm. now um swipe right on the queers and the women swipe left on the government mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh swipe right or swipe left taking someone's virginity as someone who lost their virginity relatively late in life, I am swiping right because I had a really good experience with it. And part of why I waited so long was to have a really good experience with it. And it can feel like this mo- this monumental, momentous thing that carries so much weight and has so much meaning. So any partner that's willing to kind of deal with that, mm. I um, salute you because um, there are those of us out there who need it. So that sounds also, like a that birth- said, I've never I've never taken anyone's virginity unless you count being the first person of the same sex that someone has slept with. Yeah. Their gay virginity. Their gay virginity. Oh, I swipe right on that. That's fun. (laughs) Even though you got to teach them how to hit the right spot. Okay, but the the thing about taking somebody's gay virginity is you don't know what they're going to be like the next morning. 
Yeah, or immediately mm-hmm. thereafter. Oh, or immediately after. I, well, I like I like for, I like to kick them out right after for that reason. Mm-hmm. I just, that is not mm-hmm. a nice way to take someone's gay virginity. <laughs> Hi, you're a fag now. Get out. <laughs> Your Uber is waiting. <laughs> this is how it's we about socialize. being nice during the process, and afterwards, I'm like, what? You do this woman all the time. Honestly, Joe, that's also I believe a selfless act because then they get to take that experience and turn it into content that they will then monetize. <laughs> yes. an option for a Netflix. <laughs> Mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> swiping right or swiping left. Caring. Just caring is gay. <laughs> I'm gay. So I swipe, swipe right. right. I'm a Pisces. I love caring. You do you like caring? Do you like it? You care so I much. mean, come on. Yeah, it's I so do. Stupid. I love caring. You like Why? caring. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Are you you sure? like caring. It's constantly heartbreaking, and yet it's the only thing that is like keeping me alive. Is this a portion of a plot line on Big Little Lies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, yeah. Dennis. You're right. You're swiping well, right. I, I'm caring. I, Dennis, no, caring? I, I, I just feel like share, sharing is caring, and I don't like to share. So, Dennis, I, feel I like that's I like share the same, <laughs> <laughs> and that's gay. That and that's gay. gay. Is that caring? caring? Is that caring? caring? <laughs> I swipe all the way left on caring. That's well, not. No, thank you. Swipe right or swipe left. Pete, but Buddha judge. Producer Alex, that guy went fully astral. I'm sorry, I cannot. I just look at. I can't hear anything but butt guy. Yes, yes, and his husband chastity, chastity, butt guy. I fully believe. I fully believe that the they thought that they were having a daughter, and then. A boy popped out, I guess, and they were like, I guess we can't name him Chastity. So then mm. I feel like that's how that name came about. This is the yeah. thing. I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm a fan of Pete's policies because we don't really know what they are. Mm. But if a gay man gets elected to the highest office in the land, a gay man whose last name begins with the four letters B-U-T-T, <laughs> that is to me the greatest scam that has ever been pulled on straight America. And I do stand that. You know what the butt gag is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a faggot. <laughs> That's the butt gag. The but butt to clarify that as a statement, that was not an endorsement. We do not endorse no, that. No, we swipe left on the butt gag. That incarcerated people shouldn't vote. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, what a tool. Yeah, that's a problem. That, He's that's so a huge basic. problem. I know, it's, yeah. so, it's so homonormative. And what's it's even so worse is... He's so, <laughs> but he was a Rhodes Scholar. Oh my God! I, like, I mean, Nerd. yeah. I no. want, I want a president who has straight C's, <laughs> got straight C's in college and high school, oh, and who no, didn't kill people in Afghanistan. Thank you. Ooh. Swipe right, swipe left. Writing crops. Who put this in here? I did. We talked about a lot of sexual accoutrement. We talked about, um, you know, we talked about uh, 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 anal beads. We've talked about vibrators and dildos of all kinds. But I would like to know your thoughts on writing crops. I a little... read it and I was fully erect. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I have personally never been spanked by a writing crop and now I can't get it out Ooh. of my head. Send shivers down my spine, body's I aching all the time. Tommy, have you been spanked? Yes, absolutely. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Oh my God. You know, um, Hermes has a really beautiful writing Oh my crop. God, you would. That Fran, would be Fran's I first have writing crop. coveted for a very long time. Gucci Wait, has one just too. played with his nipple. Truly, truly. Joe, don't put me on blast. This is an audio recording. That's the beauty of audio is you can't see what I'm doing here in the studio. And like, for example, go- I'm fully nude right now. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows. 
sometimes it, like you're going down on somebody and get a little, a little a tap from the writing crowd from the back. It feels mm-hmm. good. Ah, oh, I, I, I love Dennis. being spanked. Oh, um, and I love like authority figures, it's, but I don't know that I could use a writing crop in sex with a white man. I don't know. I don't know if I could. I'm just going to say it. Well, maybe you should text Nick and see what he's into. <laughs> I mean, listen, but there have been a lot of Nicks in my sex life. I just, the thing is, like, I don't necessarily mind being treated like a beast of burden. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. <laughs> burden me daddy <laughs> let's express I, uh, all that self-loathing I've only ever been I've only ever t- received the writing crop and it was when I had like I was tied up and had you know all my eyes um, taped shut and everything it was very much recommend this mm. This feels very on brand for you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Hello, loyal listeners. Ha 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 ha. For our next yeah, segment. Losing it. You know what? I'm trying to do different voices on this thing. For our next segment, segment. we're doing audience in pure thoughts. <laughs> oh, that's right. With Fran. <laughs> Did Kim Cattrall just walk into this studio <laughs> and introduce this segment? Wow, she got even faggier somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god, that video of her doing jazz and scatting. Oh, <laughs> Like this is the whitest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Got a shorty, wow. short, short one here <laughs> from our Instagram DMs that's filled with emojis. Also, I read through all these today. Y'all are filthy, disgusting, <laughs> like, and we're and we're deeply proud of you. Same. Like seventy pages worth. <laughs> the photography of, of America. Yeah, Just I will. Amazing, not. brilliant. Got to get it in at all times. Bathe in penicillin. Come on, please, now. all of you. One writer says. Oh my god, yes. Love it already. already. When I was 19 and a hoe in college in Michigan, I met a guy at the beach who took me into the beach changing rooms to suck me off. And I was drying off. There was splash emoji, splash emoji, splash emoji. (laughs) Everywhere. I love all the emojis. In that place. Next, we went to my car to fuck in the back seat. <gasps> mm-hmm. So this is like kind of round two. A traveling hookup. I like it. We had no lube. It's really, this is <gasps> a really hard situation. Okay. Oh. It's been happening to me a lot lately. We had no lube, this person says. We used sunscreen oh my god wrong choice when i put the sunscreen on my eggplant emoji and into his peach emoji oh he said grimace emoji it burns Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. he said it burns wait wait keep going yeah Yeah. keep going (laughs) wow that was like a full character arc. Yeah. I, wow. Also, so let's say this person was 19 years old. That's uh, the time they, to do they it. Also fucked yeah. in a car. So was the other person Joseph? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did Joe it was fully and also such a bottom that I would no. The truth is I wouldn't need any lube. But that wow. is the truth. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's spit real. is good for Daddy Joe. Wow. Spit? That's amazing though. Yeah, well, because suns yeah, that that was gonna burn. Have you like, ever that was have, gonna burn? Have, have you has anyone ever used yeah. their pre-cum with you? 
I have Yeah, but it's not. not I never feel like it's enough. It's mm. never enough. Yeah. I, ha- I have been it on the receiving be end of No, it can that's For someone top. who really pre-comes heavily, sure. I find if if tops say Oh, like I don't need lube. It's like, yeah, you don't. You don't need lube. Like, you don't, right. yeah, no, they they don't, don't need lube. Mama, don't need I need lube. Need lube. <laughs> yeah, like it's very you, important. It's never. Yeah, if you're a top. Never say to someone you don't know that well. I like. I don't need lube. It's do you need lube? Yes, correct. Mm. I don't. To our younger, somewhat, sometimes potentially inexperienced queers out there, if you are in an encounter and a top says to you, or if you are a top and you say this that you don't need lube run the other way. They are a bad top. They don't know what they're doing and they're not thinking about the pleasure of yeah, their partner. That's just thought etiquette or thought etiquette. Thought yeah. etiquette. Thought etiquette. Do, not thought etiquette. Be, etiquette. do not be a toxic top. We will not <laughs> allow it. But toxic I can tops see how real <laughs> epidemic. Toxic yeah. tops are very real. Mm-hmm. No, it's a real thing. Um, And nothing can replace lube other than lube. Mm-hmm. But you can use spit. Uh-huh. You can use pre-cum. Mm-hmm. I think it would be helpful if we just listed a bunch oh, of substances oh oh and God. we can figure out which can be used as lube and which can't. I have an actual story. I oh was, no. I was toothpaste. House, I was house oh. sitting. Not that bad, but it had toothpaste? a root. It was more effective. Wait, the no. toothpaste would have like a tingling sensation. Minty brush. So I'm on prep and I'm, I I can make the option to not use condoms. So this is not condom safe. Very important. Olive oil. No. <laughs> no. I've heard this before. That actually sounds. Maybe from you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Cosine. reasonable. Cosine. I think that's reasonable. It's actually not condom safe though. It is not condom no. safe. So don't use it with condoms. After the sex, he was like, God, I want some pasta now. <laughs> like legitimately. Mm. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> pasta would be good, good after sex food. Like, I want the so, <laughs> after, so after you ate his ass, did you like, you know. Cr- grind some parmigiano on that. <laughs> Listen, some pepper, salt, some pepper, some spice. Did you roll his butt around in a giant wheel of parmesan? Mm, like no, no, no. Pepe? No, and no, just no. eat it out like I've never I eaten that. Food in thought. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> would get behind that fetish. Like, that's, that's absolutely that's a... fuck him with a pepperoni. Could like, you? Oh, you? Wait a minute. Do you guys? Do, oh. do you guys do food and sex? Yes. No. no. I can't no. do no. it. No. I can't. Well, I also have lived places sometimes where I didn't have dildos. So the most dildo-like thing was a vegetable. Right. I'm not talking about do you sure, take food inside your body. I'm talking about can you, do you do food? No, like no, 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 like no, consuming food no, while, no, no, yeah. No. Could you fuck with peanut butter? I wouldn't. Not crunchy no. peanut butter. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. No. No. no, only if it's the peanut butter and jelly swirl. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I mean, no. I'm always no. down no. with the swirl. No. But no. get that gym. No, no, no. <laughs> y'all are y'all are you, fully you, destroying our young listeners. Could you nut with Nutella? Ah! <laughs> I put the nut in Nutella, I, mama. It's a little too are, poop looking like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. Not to king shame if you are into that. <laughs> we support you. Like you. a little German chocolate. That, none of my business. <laughs> that looks much more like none poop of my to business. me. But none of my business. any of y'all have any other I used this X substance for sex one time story? Because I don't know if I have. I think I'm Tears, kidding. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Tears are nature's lube. Joe probably cries lube at this point. <laughs> cries and sweats lube. Let's lube be honest. Lube and herpes. Lube and herpes. Lube and herpes just come out my Lurb and herpes. Lurb and herpes. Done. Done. Lurpy. Done. Cheers. <laughs> Done. Okay. I can't. Ostensibly, right. we have other stories. Right? <laughs> we can go to the next one. 
Okay, so about a year ago, I set off on a two-week solo exploration of Spain. Ooh la la. Very nice. <laughs> I had ended a five-year unsatisfying relationship and had never been to Europe and had never traveled solo, so was ready to eat, slay, love, and bag all the Spanish dick. <laughs> Olé! Okay. Olé! to you. Uh, Olé. As the person of Spanish descent in this room, I will remain silent. (laughs) (laughs) So I had some fun hookups, met cute boys, did a gay sauna experience, all of that pretty, you know, par for this course. Then on my last night in Grenada, I met a guy named Pedro on Grindr. Ooh, Pedro. Mm, Love incriminating details. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. One of my favorites in Spain. We chat a bit and it's clear that he barely speaks English. So my high school Spanish mostly gets the job done and we plan to meet at a certain intersection later that night. I love the intersection Ooh. date. I also love that it's like a not now, later, mm-hmm. at this exact longitude and latitude and Honestly, that's exactly how I like it. Mm-hmm. I the, like notice. I am into that too if there was an iCalendar invite involved. <laughs> <laughs> we meet and he's adorable and takes me to a bar where we get like red wine and Sprite and I try my best to understand his life story. Power to you. At a certain point, <laughs> he says something in Spanish, to the effect of, to this person's interpretation, I've grown up all my life in Grenada and want to show you my favorite place. It's a Ooh. word I I don't know. He didn't yeah, recognize the great. word. He's like, uh-huh. but meet me. We're gonna go X. And he's like, oh, I don't know where we're going, but okay. I couldn't figure out what it what it was that he wanted to show me. Then he explains it's thirty minutes outside of the city, very far away from people, and he'd have to drive me there. Oh no! Oh, I don't like where and this is going. It's approaching midnight. Yeah, I would oh. sleep for four hours at that point. This person also says, says I have to leave tomorrow, and I also have no idea Bad what idea. the fuck he wants me to see. I, there oh. are so many red flags, but I say, fuck it. When in Spain, right? If he murders me, then this is the way, <laughs> way to go. go. Honestly, also, then you don't have to live anymore. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Upside, the earth is melting. Yeah. Um, I hate you, Joe. Thank you for oh my bringing God. there. I bet you just wanted to sleep forever. <laughs> yes, every day. So we go to his car, and he drives for a while, and stops to pick up some beer, and then we drive some more. Okay, he's setting up the ambiance, ambiance. which I love. I actually saw these DMs, and it comes with. It came with photos. That's true. It came a video. Oh, okay. Not the kind of video you're thinking of. It was a video of um, him filming what was a dark, unlit road and just abyss. Yes. Just like you can't see anything in front of this car. So, like, think about, like, middle of the country. Like, you cannot see a thing. And you can also hear this, like, nervous chatter in Spanish between someone who speaks Spanish really well and someone who doesn't speak Spanish at all. So So we're hashtagging this, the Thought Odyssey or Thodyssey? Thodyssey! It's pitch black, no lights, and they're driving through a dirt road. It is a dirt road. At a certain point, he turns to a bit of a clearing and turns off the car. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate that. It's really adding a lot of narrative value <laughs> to the story. We get out, and I'm terrified. And then he motions for me to take off my clothes. Oh. And, and then he takes off his. Okay. I'm okay. horny and terrified. A <laughs> <laughs> wonder, an exquisite combination. It really is. I follow suit because why not? He grabs the beers, and we walk through the dark, and then I see it. In the nude. It's... 
a natural hot spring. Oh, oh yes. Oh. No one had taught me the word for natural hot spring in high school Spanish. Correct. So we had no idea where they were going. We bathe in the springs naked under so many stars and we kiss and fuck for hours. Yeah, no, that's mm. hot. Yeah. Then he took me to his house to shower and sleep over and, and ended up letting me stay the night at his place um, between Airbnb checkouts and he got his night bus to the next city the next day. Wow. And it turns out this person made him dinner. It was a ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was. Well... But also, that's how you know that, that's that, that homophobia is alive and well, that high school Spanish would not teach you the word for natural hot <laughs> Wow. That is <laughs> so true. Literally, so that true. is a part. We should set up like a gay vocabulary in every oh language. Oh, my God. That like you should. need to yeah. interpret. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it just counts to say yes to life. Yeah. Even, even with all of the red yeah. flags. Yeah. You're not, not going to convince me to say yes to life, but I can see how I, somebody might. I can honestly Say that I would have one hundred percent said yes. Uh, I to think all I would have. Too. Like I'm not I, reckless. I'm not reckless enough. I would have yeah. if he was hot enough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah. I really wish it was a different answer, but that's absolutely that's true. the truth. We have one last little short one. Speaking of substances, um, hi. I was home from college on a break, and a masked football player from my high school who was two years older than me messaged me on Grinder and wanted to hook up. Okay. Been there. Oh, oh, older football. Okay, okay. Wait, did I say... Yeah, it was football. I was like, what is a sport? All the sports blend together to me. Some ball and some goal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. This person says, I gave into my high school fantasy and went over to his family home uh, through the back door. Oh. I'll bet you did. Mm -hmm. We go to the basement and I start blowing him. Goodfellas is on TV. Wow. (laughs) Once again, setting up the ambiance Uh. (laughs) with some Goodfellas. I then... (laughs) I just want to do the more Italian accent. (laughs) This person says, then I realize that blood is dripping down my nose and all over his dick. Oh! (laughs) I had a nosebleed earlier that day and I guess it didn't dry (gasps) up completely. Oh! (laughs) He freaks out and sees blood everywhere and kicks me out and I drive home. Oh my god! Wait, also, can you imagine getting a blowjob and you look up and you see blood? I mean, that would be hard. I do have to say that as someone who's had lots of sex with women, blood and sex are not such a weird thing to me. Yeah. You know. As someone who gets a lot of nervous nosebleeds, I (laughs) empathize (laughs) with you and will probably be in the same situation at some point. Oh, yeah. I I fight through blood. You gotta fight through blood. You gotta fight through. There it is. Title but, of the episode: bi- Bisexual Icon. Wow, this bi- is through blood. Icon Joseph Osmond. Blood is a pretty good lube, actually. Oh God! <laughs> no, when you're fucking women on the I, period, it actually I can't. well, I it's can't. better than crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, give me a handkerchief or something. We can finish that. <laughs> I'm fully, already in this position. Fully with so, like cotton yeah. in your nose. Know? <laughs> no. like, I will finish this. Oh, no. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. For our next segment, the meat of our conversation, uh, Joe's got our main topic. Yeah, for our last episode of this third season, Mm. we're going to be talking about that great unknown. No, not topping. The future. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm the worst. You're Don't such a me. brilliant writer. I am. <laughs> I am a deeply neurotic 
an anxious person. And I have to admit that nothing, nothing in the world frightens me like the future. Having grown up poor and living in economic precarity for most of my life, imagining all the possible catastrophes that could arrive is my favorite pastime. And yet, for so many people, the future is a time or land of hope and of possibility. Reader, I couldn't help but wonder, is the future whatever we care to make it? And the future also fills our books from sci-fi to dystopia to sex robots to Afrofuturism. In particular, queer theory is full of the future. Whether you believe the rectum is a grave or futurity is utopia, the future is gay as fuck. And for so many marginalized groups, it seems as though imagining a different future is a refuge, a way to survive the present. So queens, we often open up with a question about our childhoods. But today, I want to look forward instead of back. Oh, no, 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 What's no. one thing you want most no. for your future? Money. <laughs> <laughs> money bag, money bag, money bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Capitalist Easy answer next question. <laughs> Capitalist. I mean, I, I think I, I want something that, you know, when people want to have children, I think a part of it is wanting somebody to take care of them and making sure right. that they're taken care of in an older age. That is, I'm, I think about that a lot. I think about like, what am I leaving future teams? You know what I mean? Like, What's what am, future teams? Yeah, what is, what, how do you care? How does present teams care for future teams? I'm trying to save money, bitch. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. the other things like, you know, trying to do things like go to the gym. Let's yeah. eat healthy. Maybe oh. not drink that much. Ew. <laughs> we say two bottles of wine in. Yeah, yeah. Because because the thing is, like, with the reality of our system, with the reality of our healthcare system, you know, yeah. like, getting sick, getting gravely ill is, like, not an option for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have that much of a safety net. So I'm starting, this is the, 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 the lovely transition from my 20s into my 30s, which was, like, being terrified about finding myself. Now it's, like, actually terrified about my body and, like, this decaying Losing thing. yourself. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my God. But, but, but also, like, I think I want to leave future teams something, I don't know, it's hard for me to think about this so individualistically. Yes. Uh, in the sense that, I'm going to say something that's perhaps kind of corny. And I'm the person who wrote a book called nature poem that's all about not playing into racial expectation but i was raised on an indian reservation with this idea of like seven generations which was co-opted by capitalism into this like health or this home care line or whatever but the idea was that you make decisions for the what for the seventh gen with the seventh generation in mind so it's not just for you and your child but like Mm -hmm. are you making sustainable decisions for the future i was raised to think that way as much as i like to buck racial expectation like and that seems deeply indigenous to me Mm. yeah so what does that but what does that mean in terms of like so you're not even just thinking about future teams you're thinking about i mean you're not gonna have kids i think you're thinking about future earth I mean, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to think about this um, in terms of like myself and my own, like thinking seven generations in the future. But what I mean is that like I believe in it because I do believe that like seven generations ago, uh, indigenous person in Southern uh, California needed to live day to day 
in, in conditions of horrible oppression. And the only way that they could live day to day was thinking that sometime mm-hmm. in the future, Imagining somebody you. like me was going to exist. Yeah. You know? And I think as marginalized people, as queer people of color, we've always had to think of a better future in order to survive the present. I think mm-hmm. Joe said that yeah. in the intro. And it's like, what kind of imagination, what 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 is your imagined kind of like future look like? What gives you enough... Um, what gives you the the courage to like live day to day? You know what I mean? Because oh, if wow. we didn't envision a future, we would have not we, continued. Yeah, we would have been dead. And especially if people in uh, and who preceded us, if they did not have an imagination for the future, we wouldn't be here right now. I mm. think it's my responsibility then to pay homage to my ancestors or to, to to be thankful for my ancestors is to kind of make work at least in the world that will live on in some way, shape, or form. What world though? <laughs> this is- <laughs> I what mean, world frankly, do you live on, honey? Because wow, like, this earth is melting. Uh, how many times do we have to say it? Um, to answer your question, though, Teebs, like I do, uh, first of all, I am someone who has a very difficult th- time thinking about the future. I like very rarely think more than like a few days in advance, like let alone like <laughs> years or eras. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a planner, sure. I am also an achievement machine, for sure. Like I, I understand these things about me, but. All that um, considered, I am very much so uh, in the present kind of person, minus like um, the mindfulness. Like I'm not like a very like, you know, Mm. mindfully savvy person. I'm just like, Mm. I'm always about like what's happening right now. Um, But to answer your question about like, what do you create future? Who do you create futures for? Which I think is a really beautiful sentiment. Mm -hmm. Like I do think about the fact that like. Every time I read a new poll about like LGBTQ youth, the percent of like people that identify as something other than straight or cis is getting higher and higher. higher. It's like 20, 30 and 40, 50. Like it is it's not like people are in mass coming out as like we're all gay, we're all queer. It's just people in mass saying I might not be straight. And like that's Mm -hmm. all we need you to explore. And the more of our future that we have identifying with a community that we are a part of Mm -hmm. is something that I think is really special and that's Mm -hmm. who I make stuff for. Mm -hmm. And I think that that actually speaks to a long tradition of queer art makers and queer Mm -hmm. activists who were living their lives and also making a future for us now. You know, I think like it is just, there's such a tradition of refusing to be invisible and making oneself visible. And, you know, a lot of the queer theory around futurity argues that because queers typically don't have children uh you have to make a life a a future minded life in your present Mm -hmm. and you have to make work that will live on Mm -hmm. you have to make art that will live on you have to make activism that will make you know if if we can't have kids but the next generation of faggots can live in ways that we Mm -hmm. couldn't Mm -hmm. in a way that's like making children in a way that's like making possibilities for young people who might not be biologically related to us mm-hmm. but who certainly are our kin in, in the sense of giving them opportunity yeah the way that mm-hmm. parents give their children opportunity exactly how familiar are you guys with jose munoz and cruising utopia and that kind of stuff i was gonna mention him too that's like, my that's, shit that's kind of like what that well that's kind of what we're talking around right and that yeah. utopia is not a place but it's a progress yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. thinking, because thinking of the future is like as, as soon as I get this thing, then the work ends. Well, the future never arrives. We'll, we'll, That's it. One of you, will one of you top line Jose Jose Esteban Munoz for our listeners who might not have read. Joe Tommy, should do it. 
Uh, I don't yes, really know. The, thing, the, only, the, the, the proximity I have to Jose is that um, one of his progeny, uh, Roy Perez, is my one of my good friends and my roommate. But yeah. I don't know the lingo. And also, uh, you you bring up like Munoz like every episode. So true. Right? So true. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cruising Utopia is a is a book about queer theory. It was particular. Uh, Jose Esteban Munoz was a, a performance theorist and a queer theorist. Uh, and the book essentially argues that um, queerness is a never arrival, that living as a queer person means that you never achieve queerness. And because queerness is always in confrontation with heteronormativity and with capitalism and those things are systems that exist and, you know, kind of have always existed uh, and will continue to exist that our attempt to challenge that and to be queer and to perform and to love in different ways and to have kinship that's not biological uh, and to reimagine death even that all of that is like making a possibility that didn't exist before and it, it's never done and you never arrive actually you make a new possibility and then the horizon moves one day away which is you know which is the future right like mm-hmm. you're all tomorrow it's like the dumb thing you think when you're 13 like oh tomorrow never arrives but tomorrow never arrives really fundamentally mm-hmm. um and and what i like about it as a, a theoretical practice is that it it's a constant striving uh, and as a person who was like converted to Marxism at like 18 and I'm now like 36, it's like the idea of life as struggle and that struggle making life holy and that kinship through struggle, like trying to make the world a better place, trying to confront climate change or patriarchy or capitalism or heteronormativity that like that struggle in itself is a religion and it's holy and it's mm-hmm. worthwhile and it brings you people, beautiful people who you can like try to change the world with and even though you know that the world will never change the act of doing it every day Mm. of taking a step every day is a step towards the horizon Mm. and the horizon moves a step further away Mm. and then the next day is a step towards that same horizon and the horizon moves away and yet that walk is the most beautiful walk you can take and in that leaning into our imperfections or leaning into the ways things don't always work out the way we want Mm. them to or leaning into the ways that like we fall short in falling short, that fall shortness breeds community. Mm-hmm. What breeds people to reach out and help you? Uh, Jack Halbersam's books uh, that argues essentially that it is queer in the same sense to not strive towards achievement or accomplishment, but that to embrace the fact that if you're taking risks, that failure is a, a part of that. And actually embracing failure is a way to reject capitalism and heteronormativity. No, actually be like, failure is to to fail is to be human essentially Mm. and if we didn't have failure if we didn't have shortcomings we wouldn't have each other like what toward when we need help yeah what a boring life it would be (laughs) yeah seriously there was kind of there was an undercurrent of that in the article uh jeremy o'harris did with uh rihanna the interview Mm -hmm. which was like don't let anybody rob you of your right to fail exactly you know so good and it's like especially harder i think as you gain more prominence and you're more visible than people i think a lot of times people expect perfection or, perfection mm-hmm. or that or that or that once you reach a level of acumen or 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 of skill or whatever that that failing is done you know yeah, like exactly. oh well if i get this award or if i get this book published or if i get in this art show or if um you know if i get signed to this deal you know that that's the that's like the idea that utopia is a place mm, right yeah. if i get this thing then everything's going right. to be better there's an arrival right. mm-hmm. oh, and God. and considering that like it's the that the quote unquote arrival is a chance for another opportunity. Yeah, is maybe another a better a, a different way, a more a, a more productive way of framing achievement. 
Well, it's also like a couple of things that I think about a lot, a lot, a lot. I think the notion that arrivals make us happy drives um, a lot of American capitalism Mm. and drives a lot of consumption in ways that are literally killing one another and killing the earth. Right. Because it's such an easy way to make people um, uh, 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 think that happiness is a goal is to is to um, point out something uh, that they they uh, a perceived sure. lack. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. pursue, like making somebody think that they don't have something that, that they need to make them happy. Exactly. And I do think we have to acknowledge like the other branch of queer theory that's not queer like futurity as a utopia that's actually quite the opposite of that. That's the the kind of the rectum is a grave. Or Tommy, you put something in the doc, a book. Uh, no future. No future, right? Yeah. This notion that actually queer, like the rectum is a grave is just such a yeah, great I was title. Say, and I well, love you it. Contextualize that because you <laughs> so, mentioned in your intro and it's a very jarring thing to hear without it's, context. It's, it's basically the idea that because like gay men come in one another's rectums, that means that we're not going to have children. And essentially there is no future for gay men because, wow. because there's no reproductive future. But Beautiful. the idea, but the idea there is that the lack of a reproductive future actually opens up possibility for the present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also to focus on other futures that exactly. aren't your kids. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's like yeah, just imagining like it's so narcissistic in a way to imagine that the only way you can live on it's is yours. through your children. Yeah. Like your biological progeny. Oh my god. Okay but we do have moms that are listening to this podcast as well. It's also we beautiful. Have to, we have to honor them and yeah. honor the things that they do and how beautiful it is that but you there, have offspring I guess. What but, do you call them? But they're also, But there are also lots of moms who are raising children that are not biologically kin exactly. to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so the idea, the whole idea is that you can create a present and a future that is not so tied to the structures of capitalism that have been sort of fed us, fed to us through all sorts of institutions. The idea, yeah. though, of like of of that you know we're coming in a nasty ain't gonna make a future ain't gonna make a baby or whatever like that whole thing about like about about gay coming in an ass is it. so fun you guys <laughs> that, that also that's like actually in the gay constitution you're not gonna make a future how did it get italian all of a sudden i was trying to do a tommy impression and didn't work I am Tommy Pico. It would have mattered Italian. Uh, Identity. Uh, Culture. <laughs> Coming in an ass. We, <laughs> Coming we, in an ass. Rejected. Rejected. Um, I had asked this question of Joe before. It didn't actually make it onto an episode, but... Um, the idea that okay, so let's say okay, I'm just gonna posit something, and we'll just the thought exercise spelled T H O T. Okay, okay. <laughs> that um, let's say that in a world where in in our world in a, in a, in the West and in the United States, uh, that we have more um, cultural capital and mm. freedom to live in ostensibly exclusive queer communities. Mm-hmm. We're t- I'm talking about the gayborhood, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, 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 the or, uh, uh, lesbian separatism or whatever, that there are these ways in which we can actually choose to only be around other queers or homosexuals or whatever. If, if a part of us not having biological children, mm-hmm. uh, and like, let's just say that uh, genetically in the past people had kids or whatever, and they pass on this like gay gene. Let's like talk if there's like a gay gene. <laughs> if we are not having, if we're ch- if we're choosing, you know, our own communities and not having biological children, mm-hmm. is that will the future have less homosexuals? Everyone is staring at me I, as the scientist. I'm literally in the room. looking at Joe. I'm ah. like, can you please fix it? 
yeah. uh, I have so much to say about this. I do think, first of all, more. I don't. I I, I want to say more queers than ever are having kids, but mm. I don't know that that's true. Queers have always had kids. Like right. it no, takes. It, it is more queers than ever, technically. I oh, mean, but but like well, it takes. They're more identified. They're more family. They're more more queer, queer family, more, families yeah. per capita. But, but let's be very careful about the capitalist definition of queer and family, right? Mm. Like how many how many queer men married a woman and had sex and, with her six times and had six children mm-hmm. uh, and was doing a lot of stuff in bathhouses right. at yeah. the same time, right? So I. I think that one has to like be very careful sort of any genetic and biological narrative around queerness makes me immediately sort of clench up right uh and there was a lot of assumptions in that question first of all that like homosexuality is some sort of mendelian inherited trait exactly which we know something about and essentially not quite but go on but so much of genetics is exactly that like there's a gene there's a genetic expression but there's not necessarily causation or whatever Um, but then there's also taking out like how much of queerness do you think is social and socialized so much you know so so much as a scientist i can say a lot and the danger of that of course is like the the fundamentalist christian argument that you're you make people gay by, yeah, by great. <laughs> Which right. we do. Yes. Like, guilty as charged. Yes. Each, of, each of us has made someone gay. It's I me actually have, but least. mostly Tommy. <laughs> Tommy and Dennis actually lead that charge. Can I just yeah. say, though, that recently yeah. I was on some subreddit forum that was like, straight men, what's like, straight Redditors, what's like the gayest thing you've ever done? I was reading through it being like, was that me? Was that me? Was that me? Was that me? Oh my. Queer future. Tommy, you are making futures for so many people. Is that on your business card? The gayest thing you've ever done? (laughs) It's me. Oh my God. The gayest thing you've ever done. (laughs) Done. That's my new Real Housewives. You accepting this business card is. I have have a question. Mm. We've been talking a lot about the future and children and our choice to maybe not have children. Is your art taking the place of your children in terms of like you're imagining you living on in the world. Yes. I, yeah. I think it's a common, That's, yes, it's, it's a common yeah. um, analogy for, mm-hmm. because there is a gestation period. There's a release period. It goes oh, out into the world and you don't control it anymore. Right. You know? Oh, right. I never in, thought about in it the that same way, way that, yeah. you know, with children and whatever. But, but um, I, I like to think that yes, in a way, but no, short answer, yes with an if, long answer, no with a but. <laughs> yeah. That is a great line. I'm going to steal that. Simpsons, I'm sorry. I didn't. Oh my I, God. I, I, I lifted you. it. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 I lifted blah, blah, it. Blah, blah, I would love to take, uh, I would love to own that, but I can't. Um, but the idea that I'm making something that goes out into the world that I can't control, that affects other people, that mm. other people have relationships to, it does seem a little like it is. It, 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 there's a progeny. There's an aspect of it that that is that is as if I were having children. Yeah. They, and hopefully, what my hope is that economically, I make enough of this stuff in the world that I get taken care of in my older age. So it's also that like children in that so way. Okay. It's like that work is taken care. Of. Do you worry about this? Is for the group. Do you worry about being forgotten? That's my greatest fear, I, personally. But we, we're still on the children question. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But I was just going to... I mean, I said yes very bluntly because I want to destigmatize 
anyone who has no desire to have kids. And like, I actually like would have a kid if I had the right partner that actually wanted one. But like me, per- <laughs> like per- personally, like it's not a priority for me. And there are the things that I'm working on are and the things that I'm very proud of um, are things that I cannot necessarily do while balancing a child or at least being fully there for the child. Mm. I don't want to have, I don't, if I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and remain on this track if I have a child, that child will be raised by its nanny. And and like the nanny, I'm sure could be a part of our family. And that's another family dynamic that is like valid and amazing. And this podcast is not supposed to be about family dynamics. But um, I, I do personally um, not want for a child because the things that I'm working on, I desire more. But I do think mm. I have a lot of faith that if it happened, you would make it work. I absolutely oh, would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I I know that if I found the right partner, my partner was like, I need to have kids. That's a compromise you that would. I would absolutely make. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking about that so much right now because I have a lot of friends. My straight friends are all having babies right yeah, now. Same. Yeah, same. And mm-hmm. it's made me think a lot about, is that something I would do? And the answer is consistently no. Mm-hmm. And so now... <laughs> me. But, but just, I, I, don't, I, right. I don't want to have children. I don't want to pass on my trauma to a child. Mm. I, oh. I don't think that I, I can, I'm an adequate um, nurturer. It's hard for me to listen to people. <laughs> I've talked about this with, with producer mm. Alex a lot where it's like, I don't know what to say to people when they're, when they're grieving or when they're doing, I just don't feel like a good nurturer, but, 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 but it's but. because you're, you're not, you're fully not a good nurturer. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not good at it. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Clocking. What I'm bad at, driving and nurturing. Those are the only two things that I'm bad at. <laughs> and that's where Joe Osmondson comes into your life. Exactly. Those are the only two things Those... I'm good at. But wow. now as I'm wow. dating, you know, as I'm dating, there are people who, you know, you ever have that feeling when you know what the end is going to be like within the first week? Like you kind of know what's going to end up breaking you up. Now it's oftentimes like people who want to have kids. Wow. Yeah. Really? You know, and especially when they're my age and they want to do it in the next couple of years. Oh, oh God. Wow. That's so intense because That's we don't have right. to do that. Wow. <laughs> I I think uh, being forgotten is like my worst fear. Oh, I love it. I Funny want to do it. I, I think that um, having lived an unremarkable life is, is also one of those, like my singular greatest fear. But I'm very grateful that... Um, we have this podcast that will be immortalized and <laughs> now generations, centuries from now, we'll be able to hear about the one time I bottomed after Taco Bell. <laughs> She's an icon. That is um, what she's going to be known for. <laughs> my, le- my legacy. But we're talking about an unremarkable life. Who marks it? Right. Who's marking it? Who's, who's right. telling? Who's who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Yeah. Come on now. Mm, I've got that feeling like I'm full, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how I feel. <laughs> always, 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 always. We've reached the dessert portion of our discussion, and our dessert this week is you guys. Ugh, ew, spit it out. Oh I feel God. like I've just kind of, I'm crawling my way out of the land of denial, uh, and understanding that we actually do have a show that people listen to and have <laughs> reactions to. And as I've been on the road, I've had a lot of people come up to me and talk to me about how they found my work because of the show and the work that the show has done for them. And so we kind of wanted to share a few of your responses. Yeah. Outside of yeah. all of the dick pics you send us. <laughs> thank you. Which, which thank you for. We love, but we won't share um, out of respect. I'm going to, the one that I want to share, uh, I loved, but was also deeply reflective of my own um, narcissism and vanity. Shocking. Uh, it says, um, hi, 
smiley face. I just want to thank you and uh, Dennis and Fran and Joe for being the voices that pulled me out of a very dark place. Since listening to the podcast, I've become more politically active in my community and have gained a new sense of confidence. But from knowledge, I used to perceive eternal beauty as my only asset. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now know that I am so much more and can do so much more. I need a new season from y'all. It's it's on the horizon. It's in the future. That's right. It sure is. Here's one from email. Hey, Thoughts, I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and I've been listening to your podcast as I drive to work or take the train. As a queer who is turned about to turn 30, I wanted to let you know how important your podcast has been for me in the last few weeks. One episode that stand, stands out in particular is the What Are You Wearing episode, which is about um, fashion and clothing. I work as a consultant in a corporate environment as well as starting my own business. I never noticed that my fashion choices are informed by my queerness until I listen to your podcast. Mm. I get the opportunity to present in front of large groups of people and I always wear a little bow tie or add a little detail to show my queerness. I hadn't identified mm. it as such until I listened to your episode. This episode moved me enough that I repaired one of my favorite coats because because I want to wear it to the next day in oh. office. Thank you, Thoughts, for being awesome. Oh, it's, this oh is, my God, I'm getting a watch. This is Joe. Oh Instead of reading mine, I'm just going to cry live on air for oh 30 seconds. Wow. That um, would be nothing new. So. Nothing new. I have this one, deeply identify with this as well. This one that like touches my heart so deeply comes with a photo, and then it explains the photo saying, I wanted to share this baby thought photo of me 17 years young. Living the lit life in central Pennsylvania, going to Catholic high school, and thinking that my non-attraction to females was God telling me that I was meant to be a priest. Ten years later, there's accessibility to an entire community of literary sluts. Hi, that's us. The terrified library kid inside of me. Yes, I totally worked in the library. Wholeheartedly thanks you for making that community possible. And we're just like legitimately I wake up and sometimes I just give thanks for number one, having like a community of queer nerds in my IRL, but then also having the community of queer nerds that I found through this show, especially yeah. queer librarians. Oh my I God. Know. Please email us queer librarians. Uh, Kristen Please Arnett, do. my favorite queer librarian. Mm. And just like slide queer shit into everyone's pile at the library, even if that's not what they're looking for, because they need to read it. Yes. Um. So you guys all did really wonderful, heartfelt, amazing ones. And those are all great. But I'm going to do a fun one <laughs> that I got not so long ago. Um, because those exist as well. Okay. Hi. My sexuality is you sitting on the MTA for the better viewpoint for seeing the bulges. I'm hunting and I'm looking. Who got a bulge that I want? Who got a bulge that I want? Does he? Does he? Does he? No, he doesn't. I'm dead. Thank you for this. <laughs> wow. Thank you for your work, Dennis. That is what you're bequeathing unto the future. Dennis is, Dennis is teaching people how to be a sexual predator. <laughs> you have to here is how what you want. Here is how you sexually harass people in public. Here, I mean, you got to do it without being clocked, though. You have to learn. Thoughts or not. But sexual amazing. harassment. <laughs> I mean, thoughts exactly. about T-H-O-U-G-A-H-T. <laughs> don't know we that. We all have <laughs> eyes, and if you make your bulge <laughs> visible, well... It's predatory behavior. <laughs> <laughs> it's predatory behavior. 
Thank you all, all of you, for continuing to listen to this trash ass podcast. <laughs> Just don't take our advice, please. Yes, please. Please don't. We will continue to give it though. Thank you so much. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our new home at Forever Dog. Dog. Our producer truly puts the papa in Papardelli. Sandra <laughs> 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 De Palma, our social media manager, Christina Tucker, is on Catherine Zeta-Jones like that black cat suit in Entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or I will stop wearing booty shorts. I promise. I will starve the children. No, Tommy. I'm, we need to eat the cakes. Erase, erase, erase. I'm Tommy Teebs. Pico, you can find me um, on all relevant social media as Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on any social media you want and also Venmo and also co-star hundreds of you. And that's not an exaggeration. Hundreds of you have added me on CoStar, and I'm devastated. <laughs> that is wild, but please continue to do so. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. And I am Dennis Norris the second, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T H E A R L D E N D E N. Find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read, and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, where each week we pin some questions to the top of our page to continue the discussion of this week's main topic. Sign up for our newsletter to see everything that we're reading and some extra delectable content extra. Mm. at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com is always that's food the number four and thought spelled how t-h-o-t sayonara next season